Shut up and sit down. Hey everybody, and welcome to Nerd Explaining Podcast. This is your host Eric Da Silva. With me, as always, is my co-host Jose Romero. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking. So you know, <laughs> and you know, and honestly, uh, last week I thought we're, we got a pretty good week of stuff to watch. I think the lowest grade we gave anything was like a B plus, which is fantastic. Jose, uh, why don't you hit us with those uh, nerdy news nuggets? That's right. No, you're having a bad day from what we talked earlier. Yes. So these nerdy nuggets are sure to bring a smile to your face. Man, you know, I, it should anyway. I need I need a smile on my face. So uh, yeah, and nothing makes me happier than uh, nerdy <laughs> stuff that makes me avoid reality. So <laughs> well, there you go. So there's plenty of that. So let's start with a couple of traders. We talked some traders last week. Let's talk about some this week. One that came out, which we didn't talk about last week. It was just too much too much to to discuss. But that is of course Star Wars bringing out the first animated series. Bad, Bad batch. batch, yes, on Disney Plus. So that dropped a couple weeks ago. So is one I can't be looking forward to. Those friendly with the Clone Wars, obviously that's where they first appeared. So Eric, man, what do you what do you think about this one? Well, you know, I think uh, a, a little bit of the shine on this trailer's uh, drop was came because everyone was talking about the Kenobi that was coming up, and then everything was about the Kenobi series. But this. Uh, the Bad Batch series looks super interesting because, first of all, it's it's still in Filoni verse. You know, Filoni's controlling all this. They're introducing uh, Fennec Shen, uh, who's going to be in it too, uh, which is great. It shows a connection to what's going on in the Mandalorian series. It's even being voiced by the mm-hmm. same actress, which is awesome. Um, I love the fact that this Bad Batch is essentially going to be sort of like the Star Wars version of the A Team, basically. You know, they're uh, <laughs> they 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 didn't follow Order sixty six because. That programming never worked on them, and they're like, like this is crazy. Why would you kill Jedi's? And so everyone's turning against them. Now they have this kid called Omega, and I don't know who this Omega kid clone is. Is he like the last clone of Palpatine? Is he the last clone of Jango Fett's? You know, what is this kid? Like, there's a bunch of like little fun things that seem really interesting, and they must have a lot of confidence on this pilot because the pilot's going to be 70 minutes long. Really? At that, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't check on that. Yeah, wow, it's that's 70 uh, minutes. It's long. There's two episodes wow. and 10 more minutes on top of that. Like, you know, tell your mom I say hi for me. You know, that's exactly what they gave us the last 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> so so it, it's it's 70 minutes. So they're dropping two episodes first. Oh, I think they're just dropping the one trailer, the one, the one episode, which is 70 minutes up front. 70 minutes up okay. Yeah, Got which it. is essentially that's like two episodes to air. But, they, you know, they said instead of doing uh, instead of doing two episodes, they just did one big 70-minute episode to okay. kind of set the world and give you a, a really like good feel for the character. I think it's a great way to do it. I think, for, to me... Yeah, TV episodes like a really big comic book. If you have like a lot of confidence or a comic book, or you know the comic book is gonna hit a lot, so you need to put a lot in that first issue. I I like a longer first episode just because you're doing a lot of world building at that point, so you should establish a little bit more just to kind of save you time in the back end. You know? Yeah, I agree. Because the shows are normally around you know what 25, 30 minutes. 25, 30 minutes exactly. Less. Yeah, on the animated side. So that, I didn't, and I know that's okay. That's even yeah, it's a I, more, I, it's, a more confident it's, in the first it's episode. Like, it's like a first date. You got to establish like who you are on your first date to see if someone's going to come back for that second date. You know, uh, not everything has a uh, legacy behind it. You know, like the reason why we tune into Wanda and Falcon Winter Soldier is because we have 22 movies, 10 years of history invested to keep going and watch more about it because we trust this. But with the but the Star Wars IP. I feel like every episode is them going on a first date. They're really trying to show you the Star Wars. They, they, we fix it. We figured it out. It's 
We got it now. It's not all about uh, about Ray. We fi- and it can't be all about Skywalkers either. We got to give you more stuff. Check it out. And I think that's the. So they're always trying to remind you like how much they've learned their lessons moving forward. No, well, I just really, I mean, speaking of first date, I really hope it's a good first date on like an Eric first date because you don't get a second one. Uh, uh, you know, that's first, what I was told. So, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, it's better luck. Uh, listen, man, and, uh, Eric. Listen, I, like, listen, my wife will tell you, uh, uh, first date. And, you marry her on the first date, dude. You yeah, have a choice. And so it's co- like pot committed. I, I'm all in. And you, you don't you, you're all go in. anywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, there I'm like, no second date. I'm like emotional herpes. Like you're with me for life. Whether you want to or not, like you may avoid me one or two weeks out of the month, but I am there. It is a presence. But I, and I and that's and that's how Star Wars should be. It should be an ongoing presence, good or bad. It should always be there. Going, oh man, Star Wars. Oh, right it's corner. good and bad. It's been around for a long. Oh yeah, time. that's, so that's right. A, You're right. It is. It is. It, an like, description of the Star Wars universe. It, it, this point I, you know, I, I, I want Star Wars to go from from STD of, of the nerd community to. Uh, to a uh, like a like a like a hobby, like oh man, I love Star Wars. I get to do this in my off time instead of like oh my god, Star Wars have commit. Like it's like I make it fun and I and I feel like right. <laughs> and I feel like that the the I, since the Mandalorian and now giving you expansion packs or these kind of things, they are kind of hitting the. It's fun to be here instead of it's it's something you got to do. Like it like. Being no, a Star Wars fan so, yeah. should not be AA. You know, it shouldn't be something where you have to do, or else you go off the rails. It should be something you want to do. <laughs> it's fun to do. So I, I, I'm hoping this is keep going with like you know, Filoni's two uh, Mandalorian seasons with Favreau, fantastic. We've talked about it. Uh, a huge vote of confidence on what's coming next. The Book of Boba looks fantastic, just because of like the different creators are bringing in to make that work. It's gonna be a different feel, and I like that too. And I feel like Bad Batch is. Going back into the animated universe that uh, you know Rebels and the Clone Wars set up, and you know taking everything you learn from those two things, and now with the Mandalorian and repurposing animated is like this is the new thing we got because we've learned. Look how much we've learned from what we've done before and what we're doing now, and incorporating that to like. I hope that actually we get to see whoever survives this series in the Mandalorian later on as a character, just like they did in Rebels, or one of the clones ended up being an older dude uh, with a white beard who. Ended up being the white bearded dude in in Return of the Jedi. They you know they they uh, they retconned that whole thing. So he was actually one of the original clones that served on uh, on Anakin and Kenobi's team. Survived everything. Team the Rebels survived that series and then went to Endor and then I believe died in Endor. But that was like his whole journey as a character, which is awesome to make that happen. I hope they give more of that where it's like these characters have existed in between and they've had a huge impact. So maybe we've seen them, maybe we haven't. But if they do survive, if we get a little bit of them in Mandalorian, they could be really old at this point. Almost like a, a geriatric Rambo that's got to come back for <laughs> one more job. Because what the lead character for, for the Bad Batch kind of looks like Rambo. He's got the red bandana, the black mullet kind of going on. It looks a little Rambo. Sure. That's a little rambling. So, yeah, you know, that. give me Rambo 3 in Mandalorian Season 3. You know that, I mean, what's Nightmare? Like, I want something like that. Like, he's going to go back to finish off the job that, he, that you know, was left unresolved because of every all the machinations of the Emperor and everything turning sideways. Give me one last job with, with Din Djarin and the Bad Batch, the survivors of the Bad Batch, in, like, one episode. But, like, a one of those, like, good 47-minute 
uh, Mandalorian episodes where you get too much. And you're like, this is great. Like, give me one of those, and I'm I'm gonna be happy. No, I agree. And and this and like I said, something to look forward to comes out. Um, may the fourth be with you today. Oh yeah, absolutely. May fourth, of course. So obviously, I'm sure we'll be taking a deep dive in that. And absolutely, I'm, I'm sure it won't disappoint. Yeah, and another trailer from Marvel, which looks fantastic. Uh, show dropping in June on Disney Plus, and that is Loki. Dude, we got a more extensive look at that. And I gotta say, man, this was I love this trailer. I loved what I saw. Dude, it looked like so much fun dude so much fun it was like i was surprised how much we got in this trailer how much it kind of feels like what people wanted wandavision to kind of be like it feels like loki is going to be like you know like that very much into the alternate realities into the time stream uh having to affect changes and they'll kind of like i feel like this is the series that people wished wandavision was part of it is possible because of wandavision like i, I think like her, what she's done with like creating like hex bubbles and alternate realities is going to fall into play with everything else that's Loki has been doing. Because I think if one of the shots, it shows that when you took the Tesseract, you broke time. So by him taking the Tesseract, maybe it was possible that the only way to stop Thanos was through a time heist, but didn't affect the other time heist at all. Because like him doing that was in, in part of the time heist, but by him doing that before the time heist happened, uh, also uh, is why the time heist was the only option for them to stop Thanos. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess you were like saying. Like a I mean, I, I, prophecy, yeah, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there's, and I think like there's going to be, you know, they talked about him being a Loki variant. To me, it kind of gives the idea of maybe every time problem is caused by a different Loki in a different universe. <laughs> That'd and, be kind of wild though. And so he's got to go out and take out other Lokis and that's, this is why they believe their variant is the Loki to stop it, you know, because it, that, that way you can do the, you know, there's been rumors of like a female Loki and there's like a, rumors of like a kid Loki or the Loki for president. And those are all other Lo Lokis that destroy the world. That's why you see Loki in that New York that's been ramshackled. Like everything has been caused by different Lokis. And maybe there might be like a master Loki that's, that's doing all this or something like that. But I'm hoping it's something to that effect. Yeah, again, well, again, we don't want to theorize too much because again, right as always we seem to always get burned but hey what exactly. the hell is fun to do it anyway sure but yeah look i mean listen it looked a lot of fun i, I like where you're right this was perhaps where you wanted to see more out of wandavision at least just based off the trailer right and uh let's not forget dude i love me some owen wilson oh who does you know? not love owen wilson uh, man, yeah right? come on man. the man's gotta eat and he's back to work again doing, doing what he's what he does best in comedy oh man i, so, I thought it was great and having yeah. him having him be like uh like a clerical police officer who's just like in the office like yeah we're gonna get you do a thing over here and that's gonna be it and, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> we've, we've just seen your backstabs to people 50 times like it's all that was just great owen wilson just delivering mundane or fun dialogue and making it even better that's just what he Ex does exactly and i think him together with um hiddleston's it, it, it could be gold i i think so, so I yeah think so. yeah i saw it because i love tom hiddleston as loki is great yeah he's fantastic there's no question talk about, about a so role that you yeah. fall ass backwards into and becomes way more than you ever expected like loki in the comics oh, yeah. versus loki yeah. in the movies completely different and it really just comes from like <laughs> the way somebody looks and the way he delivered those lines like if they would have made him yeah. more like scraggly and like and like ugly loki like they made him a comic books originally it wouldn't work but you got tom hiddleston and suddenly people are like well you know what guys let's give this handsome evil bastard a break let's see what he has <laughs> to say maybe he has a good points which goes to show if you're good looking you can convert every evil idea certain sympathizers will come in and go like Oh my God, I think this guy's got all his points. I mean, yes, he's evil. Yes, of course. Of course he's wrong. But let's just hear him out. Maybe he has something. Thank God 
Hitler did not look like Brad Pitt, or he'd be in a lot of trouble, guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, we'll all speak. We'd all be speaking German right now. Thank God, Thanos <laughs> was was not a young Robert Redford, or it'd be all downhill. It's like, think about it. Old Robert Redford ran Hydra. That's how beautiful that man is. <laughs> he can convince. Like it's good-looking people are the problem with, with the world. And uh, I, I mean, spoiler alert. You know, everything we talked about with with Falcon and Winter Soldier, but like. There was one episode of of Zemo dancing in a nightclub has become the most popular meme. Of oh the, my god! I know. <laughs> so you you get a moderately handsome person who's evil doing uh, doing stuff that they don't look horrible while doing, and suddenly people are like, "This guy's got a lot of points." Like, so it's really it's it, it Marvel's showing us the weakness in our armor, and I, I hope we address it. But uh, it's gold, man. It's gold, Jamie. Yeah, it gold. is. It is. And Hiddleston, Hiddleston is pure gold. He he makes that work, <laughs> and so I told, I'm very interested about the series. Um, you know why I noticed in the trailer that I didn't know was there, but I saw her in two shots, which means she's got to have a, a, a moderately uh, uh, Im- impactful role in the scene. Is remember in uh, in Lovecraft Lovecraft Country, the heavy set sister that started ter- be- became mm-hmm. able to turn into a white woman? She's one of the guards yeah. on the on the time variation. Uh, time, yeah, I didn't catch it. She's a guard that's bringing that's bringing Loki in the first time. It's her, and she's in the armor. She's holding a tesseract, and then later on, when it looks like the uh, the the time variance bureau is being is being attacked, and they have the alarms going on, she's one of the she's she's there with no no arm like no mask on, it's just her face, but she's in the armor. She's holding a machete in the hallway. That's her. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't yeah, know keep an eye out. But like, I was like, oh man! First of all, I thought she was great in Lovecraft Country. To see her in this uh, got got me more excited because I have no idea what she's doing there. Which means I want like it's gonna be interesting to find out, and I hope she looks. Oh, as you cool. know who she is. Okay, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's I have a... no idea who she's playing. Yeah, okay. I just know her from yeah. Lovecraft Country, and I'm excited to see her in this situation. Okay, because you know, I, no, we... Like, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we should all be excited. This, this looks like. I mean, the first trailer that came out, you know, months ago, looked great to right. begin with. This one, man, just took it over the top. Yeah, I, mean, I feel I like can't wait for to see this. A lot of people who uh, maybe are a little sour on on on. WandaVision and now Falcon and Winter Soldier because they wanted like bigger set pieces. They wanted to feel like a Marvel movie. I feel like Loki's the guy who's going to give you that feel like a Marvel movie TV show where things are so big and crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, I, mean, I would argue. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, as far as WandaVision, that's one thing because because that when you have when you deal with magic and all that, you just in your head you have the expectation exactly. of a big magical showdown. With Captain Winter Soldier is giving you exactly what it should. I agree with you. I, I think personally, I, right, and, and, and we've seen that kind of stuff like in, uh, Winter, in the Captain American Winter Soldier, the first Captain American. So, you know, it's part for the course with right. that kind of even though, genre film, whatever you want to call it for them anyway. Even though I feel like some people when they're watching Walking uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, they're, when you compare it to uh, even a Winter Soldier, which is very grounded, they're expecting uh, every episode to end like the three helicarriers being blown out of the sky. And it's like, you can't oh, no, think no, no. that that's a movie <laughs> yeah. and this is a TV series. Yeah, so think, a, so think, the first, show, yeah. think the first half of Falcon Winter Soldier and that's what you're getting in Falcon Winter Soldier. Right. I mean, uh, you should uh, get first, that at the end. Yes. Right. The, at that, if you do something like that, go, go grand Okay, exactly. Last episode, the big battle, whatever it's going to be, which I heard is supposed to be something like that anyway. Well, let's wait. Let's so, wait until we get to yeah. the. the, the we're, but yeah, we're jumping again. Yeah, we'll, but we'll get to that. We're jumping again. Sorry about that. But, it was very yeah, exciting time I know, I know. But Loki looks super fantastic. Very excited about it. Yeah. Who do you think? By the way, who do you think the big bad for? Uh, I'm thinking like a, a, a legion of Loki's. Man. But uh, is there a, another big bad that you, that you kind of picked up from this from the trailer that maybe I missed? Not a, not at all. That's the thing that didn't. 
I don't know if they're holding back or maybe there just isn't your you know, quote-unquote baddie in there in, right. in terms of just what we, what we expect. You're right. It could be a bunch of Lokis and things like that. I mean, I, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody behind the, you know, behind the curtain in this one. I, I have no idea. They've done such a good job of not showing us a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'll be fine. If I don't need a big baddie in there. You know, the, the conflict is the baddie, right? Whether it be True. a bunch of Lokis True. or them the fixing evil, the timeline or whatever the hell that they're doing, then that's fine. You the know? big bad was inside of us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and good looking at that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not as good looking as Tom Edelson. Not as good looking. Tried, but well, not. Fair. I, that's only so much you can do. Uh, but let's, let's stick with the superhero genre here. Yeah. Uh, there's a new show which we haven't discussed. I've talked about it on my other podcast, uh, the Rementors podcast, Cheap Plug. And this is a show I'm very excited to be watching. And it's on Amazon Prime. It's an animated show by the creator of The Walking Dead. And it's uh, called Robert Invincible. Kirkman. Yes, Invincible. Robert Kirkman. Kirkman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Invincible, yes. So based off a comic, my uh, Eric, I believe you could talk more yes. about that in a second. Um, but it's definitely one of those shows where I, mean, I, I, I think it's five episodes in at this point. I watched the first episode, and it's basically you know for the basic premise for the, don't, those don't know what it's about. You have this uh, legion of superheroes out in the world and super villains and what have you. And it focuses on a teenager who finally gains his powers because his father is a you know the Superman esque character who's from another world. And it, turn, and it looks like kind of a coming-of-age thing with a kid learning how to use his powers. But by the end of the first episode, it takes a sh- such a huge swing in the opposite direction. And it's so unexpected. It's bananas. Well, I mean, that last scene, it's, it's like, whoa, what are you watching here? As someone who's read Invincible, I know of the turn. I'm, I don't... I, I, you, you, right, you know. But I mean, a lot of people, it, that's it, not a well-known The ballsy thing property, was you know? that turn happens like two years after... So it's like issue 24, 25 that happens. Oh, so the wow. fact so they that they did up. that right up front is a big, and you know, and, and uh, spoiler, we're going to tell you what the, what the twist is. Uh, the Superman of the Invincible Universe is called Omni-Man. He summons the Justice League uh, to their base and thinking he's going to, you know, give them some, uh, I know, what's their next mission is or something like that. And he straight up murders the entire yeah. Justice League. I mean, brutally. Violently. <laughs> I was vicious. Like, imagine yes. if Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez got together and grindhoused uh, uh, a, a, a Superman murdering the Justice League, and that's what it, that's, it gives you an inkling of yeah. what they went for. Yeah. And it, I mean, not, not, not quite as much carnage as a Kong Godzilla. No. But that being said, it's still <laughs> what is. Exactly. But it's pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal, man. I got to tell you, it, I was shocked. I'm like, nice. This is a very, it's animated, but... It's incredibly adult. Yeah, <laughs> not that's what that's what I heard. I mean, and, and, which is great, and, and they changed the whole dynamic of the show because in the first, like when you were first reading uh, Invincible in the comics, it's more like, oh, this world is very violent, but he's, but the the, the basic trope is this young kid whose father, Superman, he's learning what it means to be a hero, and he's learning mm-hmm. about the interdynamics of like how like how to be a hero independently and how to work with a team, and you know the the ramifications of his action, how he exactly, powers, yeah. mm-hmm. but. And also, all the villains, super violent, so the heroes are in turn equally as violent as well. But they're so quippy, they're so nice, but they, it's a violent world. And that was a big hook. Was no, it was what are superheroes, everything you knew about the regular superhero tropes, but in a very violent world. How would that work out? And then, at the, at the, at the, at the midway point, you know, episode uh, issue 24, 25, they do the flip where it turns out Omni-Man kills the whole Just League for reasons which I don't want to get into yet because I don't think yeah, yeah don't 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 be spoiling it right. that much. <laughs> nah, nah. so exactly but they put that up front and it recontextualizes 
the whole series now because before you're like he's learning how to be a superhero in a very violent world now they're like he's learning to be a superhero in a very violent world and his dad just killed the justice league which means the greatest threat to the world is the guy you look up to have dinner with the guy who you're deferring mm-hmm. how to teach you how to be a hero and how long until Invincible finds out that his dad did this? And then the big question is, but why did his dad do this? It puts like a, a very weird ticking clock kind of scenario uh, for, the, for the viewer, you know, when you're watching it. Because uh, it's sort of like, you know how Alfred Hitchcock said, if you want to create suspense for the viewer, have two people talking at a restaurant, but show the audience that underneath their table, there's a bomb ticking down. Mm-hmm. But the people who are talking don't know, but the viewer knows. Yeah, it's like, it, yes, it's a, it's a great trope that's used all the time because it works. It's exactly. Like we, that or they have like a handgun underneath, you know, something's about to go down. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and, and so now the, the, the ticking time bomb is when does, does, uh, does, does Invisible find out that his dad killed it and then what will his dad do when his son finds out? Like that's the next bit. Like, it's almost like, remember when you were watching Breaking Bad and you were trying to find out how long it would take mm-hmm. before his family found out that he was, yeah. a, he was a drug dealer? <laughs> like that ticking clock but higher because it's not longer you did something uh, the that your main character did something wrong and you're waiting for his family to find out is that his father has done something horrible and are you waiting for the main hero the guy who's supposed to stand up for the ideals find out it's, it it makes it so much more intense it's the best parts of like Empire Strikes Back with the, some of the storytelling features of like an Alfred Hitchcock for like suspense through comic books it's I, I really really enjoyed the the way they reformatted the whole series. No, it's, and it's got a terrific cast. J.K. Simmons, oh. who's, I love J.K. Simmons as Omni-Man. We got a Zazie Beetz, Seth Rogen's in this as well. Mark Hamill yeah. is also voicing somebody. Walter Goggins, uh, you know, Clancy Brown, you know, the man who saved us all in Starship Troopers. <laughs> I forget that. You can just put some respect on that name. Uh, hey, you know, John put, Hamm, so great I, cast, great I put, cast. I put respect on Clancy Brown because he knocked out Lex Luthor and made him... He sounded and talked like the Lex Luthor that I wish. What's his name from? Uh, from Eisenberg. Or? No, no, not Eisenberg. Before, no. before that, uh, the one who ended up becoming a, oh, a oh, pedophile. Ke- uh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish Kevin Spacey would have had would have been that Lex Luthor. I wish any Lex Luthor would have been the Clancy Brown Lex Luthor. Best yeah. Lex Luthor, hands down. Yeah, Clancy uh, Brown. He's so underrated. People don't so know who he is, under- but hey, he's great. Highlander, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and he does the voice of Mr. Krabs. So he's in your yeah. life, whether you <laughs> know it or not. Clancy Brown. Like straight aces in my book. Exactly, little respect, but they said a fantastic, great show. I just want to highly recommend you guys watch it, especially from a nerd standpoint. I mean, dude, it's awesome. It's like an animated boys. That'd be the best way to describe it in lay terms, I guess. That's good. In terms, a, in terms in the, to- the tone and all that. So that's a that's a good that's a good uh, comparison. Not a hundred percent because I think boys is way harder. But well, it is. Very, but I'm saying in terms of its very tone, close. yeah, exactly. very close, yeah. very close. Because uh, a lot of people here animate and they just kind of get a little, like, eh, a little skeptical sometimes which i get i actually i like running these little side projects of like uh where i get like people who are not into certain thing to watch a certain thing to get their response like i had like my nephew who's not uh into like watching shows i had him watch wandavision just to get like his unadulterated like binged all nine episodes what you thought i have another friend of mine who hates american <laughs> comic books he's very much into anime and manga oh, and, okay. and that kind of stuff and I'm. I asked him to sit through all of Invincible, and the first, the first night he text messaged me halfway to the first episode, and he's like, "I can't do this. This is horrible. The animation is shit." <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, just I, can you please?" He's like, no, I'm like, "Come on, I'm running an experiment." Just and then, like two days later, he's like, "Okay, I like it. That's all I'm gonna say for now." 
<laughs> so, like I said, yeah, the fir- like the first, it's good. The first forty-five minutes, whatever it is, you're into it. But again, it's the hook and the end that happens in the first episode. And then after that, that you're a fan like, oh, because shit, yeah. because and, and I so I'm running my experiment with, with with my friend. And when he's done, he's gonna give us a review of all the episodes okay. from a complete outsider. I hate everything perspective. Uh, just to kind of, <laughs> just to kind of see like what what they should take away from like what works and what didn't work, and compare it to what we thought about as well. So I think it'd be a fun thing. Nice, nice. Uh, so yeah, definitely catch it. And let's just stay with streaming here, but let's move sure. over to Netflix. Yes. Now Netflix, man, I don't know. Two. I, they ne- got they got they got monopoly money out there because I don't man, know what they're doing. They're they got spending two like, big stories nobody. this week. With two, we'll, we'll mention one, but focus on another, on one part of it. But they, you know, I think a couple of weeks ago they for whatever reason i don't agree with it but whatever they do what they want to do they spent around 469 i thought was the final number of million dollars 169 million right to buy the rights for the next two sequels for knives out of course ryan Which johnson was produced bananas bonkers good, good for ryan johnson yeah. great for ryan craig who i hear each will make about 100 million on this so hey good kudos for them. Um, good for them. great negotiators netflix sure. man jesus christ i mean i <laughs> For for Knives Out, I love that Knives Out. It's a great movie, but it's not worth four hundred and sixty six million dollars. Well, you know, just know, not. But I think I, I get th- it. I think it's because they're trying to establish their own like Sherlock Holmes. And so if you the, have an IP, they that are. you can you yeah. can you know go back again and again and again. That's not a superhero IP, but you can go like do this like a, it's it's their Sherlock Holmes. It's a murder she wrote. It's a it's it's a right, you exactly know, you know Hardy Boy whatever yeah. you used to that's exactly what it, it's it'll like, it'll know. work and they needed something like that they don't have like one of those re- major they don't IP. but I think they probably could have paid two hundred it just seems like they overspent that that's all I'm trying to say well, I, yeah. I like it but four hundred I mean, geez that's a lot of money for rem- something that remember like, it's not a big property well you know they they made three hundred million off of like what it was like sixty or eighty million to make the movie but they made three hundred and change million. Which is, oh, it's just it's just fine. It's not so. I think they were great. saying great. It's good, but I'm, you got to remember that this 466 does not include the production budgets. It doesn't. So I now, thought I thought it was a no, whole deal. No, that's just the, the rights. Oh to the movies. wow! So now they still have to spend wow. to make the film. That's, that's what I'm saying. Bananas. Oh, that's right. Crazy that's that. Wow. Okay. Right. I mean, the budget's not huge. I mean, they agreed to keep between 40 and 60, but it's still another. So add to that another 100, 120 on top of that. So some marketing costs, you know, all that stuff included. So it, it's just like what upwards to five, almost six hundred million dollars. That's a lot for this, you know. Yeah. I, I like Nice Out, but I, is that really gonna bring in the ice to Netflix? I don't know. I mean, it's the party could have spent half of it and probably got them done. I guess I don't probably. know. But but on along those lines, I mean, <laughs> geez, I don't know where this money's coming from. Um, kudos to them because cocaine. They, it's coming from cocaine. Something, man. It's <laughs> the big, you know, Scarface, Tony Montana stack on the desk. They spent a, a yet another billion dollars, reportedly, close to a billion or over a billion, for making a deal with Sony. We're now they have an exclusive rights starting in 2022, I believe. Wow. To stream any movie that gets released in theaters, they have the exclusive streaming rights after it goes through it. You know, VOD run, right. et cetera, et cetera. And get first writer, writer first refusal on any original content that they plan to sell, that they would have sold to other streamers. Like uh, I think that Tom Hanks movie they sold to Apple. Okay. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but they'll have writer first refusal. Right. And obviously they have the library, of course, uh, which means like you know things like Jumanji, which is a big property for them. Ghostbusters. Morbius, like Ghostbusters, Venom, Morbius, which is going to come out right. soon, which will be exclusive to Netflix once it hits streaming. Sure. And of course, we have Spider Man, the Spider Verse, all the Spider Man's Homecoming, the new one. That's they, they'll crazy. move away from Disney Plus and then be strictly on 
Netflix at least for the next five years. I believe it was five years. I, I you know, um, I thought that Sony and Marvel working things out to get the Spider-Man movies onto Disney Plus. That's what I was led to believe uh, from myself. Well, it's true, but, but this is a streaming. I mean, that this is a whole separate animal. I mean, the movies are still made together and the no, I'm talking the streaming. I thought the streaming was going to be there at least at least for the the current Marvel Spider-Man. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, it's all thought, it's all because that's technically yeah. Although Marvel has has Marvel's name on it, it's a, it's still Sony's property. Wow. I so know. that I that know, that comes with the deal because there's no way you pay a billion and it doesn't come with the deal. <laughs> but yeah. So it's it's kind of so. I mean, again, that I want to say that's huge things. Like people were just tuning in to watch Spider-Man on Disney Plus, but to have that library and the upcoming films. That's a huge deal. Kudos, yeah, again, kudos to Sony because I still think Netflix overspent. Yes. But kudos to Sony, man, because Sony's like the only major uh, studio that does not have its streaming platform, right? Well, Universal's after getting paid Paramount. a billion dollars just to let other people show your stuff, right? Exactly. Why do it? So, yeah. so the, yeah, yeah. So there's a way of them. You know, it does. It's not worth it for us to do it. So let's just set it off and make money that way. It's another yeah. another uh, revenue stream, streaming revenue. So it makes perfect sense for them to do it. It's a bin. That's a bin. That's a lot of money. Plus, and and don't forget that people won't, won't read this, but Netflix still has to pay right, like, to show these this content on streaming. They still right. pay the certain scale that they have to pay in addition to show each of these movies. Oh, so, so, so you, wait, you mean to tell me? As, as, yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm just taking everything you're saying. You mean to tell me they paid for the rights to show it, but every time it streams, they still have to pay the streaming charge as well. Yeah, like that. I mean, I'm sure they. I heard they got a deal on it, but you still have to pay something to have wow. it on the stream, right? So it's still there. So Sony's making good money. Good for them. Listen, this is a great deal for them. Yeah, I, <laughs> kudos. I, I can't wait for Men in Black yeah. International too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with this um, billion dollars in their pockets. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. So, but I mean, but it's also it's also Sony still. Yeah, they're making this money, but uh, but who's Sony to maintain some standards because they want to get another contract after, right? Because I mean, if they give a shit. Netflix is like, well, forget you guys. We just spent this and we didn't get anything good. They'll get dropped. You know, and, I, who's gonna, and who's going to pay more? So this way, if it was going to give us great content, so the next person, next I think, Netflix, Amazon will pay big bucks. I think I'm going to – a huge uh, prediction on this one. Um, out of everything Sony gets to dump onto Netflix, I think 32% of it will actually be viable and profitable. The rest is going to be a drag. And so when they're going to renegotiate, they're not going to want to pay as much. They're probably going to want to pay, uh, you know, maybe focus on things that met certain benchmarks. That's going to sure. make Sony's price drop. So Netflix is going, to, is going to undersell. And I think that's when Disney might come in and try to pick up just the Marvel stuff, which is the ones that are making the most amount of money. So if they pay, end up paying like a billion dollars, they can just get Star Spider-Man, period. And let everything else fall on the wayside. Right, exactly. And, but, but, but I think it's well. I mean, it depends on Sony because if Sony, because let's assume they sell that to Marvel, right? Right. Who who wants to buy the rest of the stuff? So it's I, I would assume it's almost like a package deal. You want Spider Man, you got to get all this stuff too, Ugh. and pay, and pay for because if they separate it, fine, they may make a billion on that, whatever. But then nobody wants the rest of the stuff because then right. what, what's what's the point? So they're losing a lot of money that way. So I, I would assume it's a package deal, which is why they were, you know, they just grab Spider-Man came included and Disney Plus doesn't have it anymore. And when it comes out after theaters and has this little VOD run, it goes to Netflix. Great for Netflix. Great for I have Netflix, so it's fine by me. I don't I could care less. <laughs> I got Disney Plus and Netflix, so where it's on, you know, great, right? We all win. Sure. But uh, yeah, it's a billion dollars. That's a lot. I mean. When you break it down, five years is less than two hundred fifty per year, so I guess right. it's not that bad. And to get you know, the big Spider-Man properties and Venom, which made a lot of money, but sure. you know, it wasn't the greatest movie ever. I get it. 
Morbius, the second one. I'm sure they, they plan to expand his universe uh, um, into the universe Spider Verse Two. I'm sure that that, that is coming That's out at correct. some point. So That's right. Uh, which is great. I love the first one. So, right. you know, they'll have all that. So, hey, great. The Netflix is making a play, man. And, you know, good for them. Wow, <laughs> you know? man. I mean, like, yeah. Sony, Sony, Sony is, is, is like, just when you think they're out, they'll get that one punch in. Like, oh, snap. Everything. They, 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 they pull <laughs> yeah. it off, man. Like, they, they, you know, good for them. You know, they've yeah. had their issues and they just, you know, someone's always there to kind of give them a crutch a helping hand would be marvel or sony and now netflix for the streaming stuff because yeah sony doesn't didn't was the only one that didn't have anything universal has it apparently obviously paramount has it disney and warner Bros. those are the, the big four sony was the the lone man out, out in the cold and they got into the game in a big way so good that's 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 crazy yeah. dude i'm yeah. i'm utterly uh uh mesmerized uh stunned uh and excited about like uh, anytime somebody gets one over somebody else as long as they're not being mean about it i'm always a big fan of it like no, you know, hey, yeah, of like, course, like yeah. the GameStop stonks i'm like yeah screw the hedge fund guys <laughs> i feel like this is the stonks of, <laughs> of streaming like you, you sony go get pulled the it best off. deal you can you yeah, know they got, they got that they deal did, yeah kudos to them kudos to Ryan johnson daniel y'all getting paid Netflix overpaid, but you know what? That's their problem, you, not yours. You guys, <laughs> you guys win the day. You guys have uh, yeah, yeah, you got yeah, you made enough yeah. money that you can now have five failures in a row, and it doesn't affect affect you financially at all. I mean, your critical claim will drop, but no financial drops whatsoever. Yeah. You well, got as long it. as they got Spider Man, I think they'll be fine. So that's really the, that's, that's really the, the the biggest thing that they have. I mean, there's other stuff. Of th that course, is Jumanji but, and yeah. like the Ghostbuster IP. Jo yeah, Jumanji as well. Ghostbusters. We'll see how that does upcoming. But if that hits, and that's a great, you know. But, but speaking of Ghostbusters, you see that that little mini uh, uh, episode, like a mini trailer they did. Yeah, like a little clip that they show with, with the, the State, State Puff. Puff. Was what, awesome. what's it, awesome. It was great, right? I thought I thought yeah, I thought those were a lot of fun, especially how creepy they were that they were roasting yeah. themselves. And that, that was just awesome. I was like, that was, I, I wish I, I really wish I hadn't seen that to be honest with you. Oh really? Because I mean, because listen, I saw the trade. I was gonna watch it no matter what, obviously. Right. Sure. But th that seems like such a great scene, and those things we see some that good in the trailer. You're hoping that's not the best thing in the movie, right? Yeah, and that seems that that could be one of the best scenes. And, and I'll, films, I'll, be I'll tell you, this is this is something where uh, Sony normally does this, where if they are scared that you're not going to watch it, they'll show you everything on the hopes you'll come and watch it anyway. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, and that that was like that's a great scene, and it, I, 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 I would have been surprised to see in the theaters like, oh my god, stay perfect. Yeah. But what? Let's. But hey, that does well. That's something else in the back pocket, and henceforth Netflix. Netflix gets to my, enjoy enjoy as well. My my rule of thumb is: if it's less than a minute, that means that's not the best part of the movie. If it's more than a minute, that means that's the only good scene <laughs> in the whole movie. Uh, case in point, that could have been an edited version of it. Though. They, they showed five minutes of Spider Man three, and it was when 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 Harry Osborn was chasing Spider Man. He was trying to catch the ring. That that whole sequence was like the best part of the whole movie. They put that out as an online trailer. And this is only fifty-five seconds, so it's just under a minute, which means there's you better mean, scenes. What you mean just, they didn't show us the emo Spider-Man? Believe the it or nerve. not, no, I know, the I know. Nerve. Yeah, what, talk about getting asses in seats. I mean, they did not on. do that. Was the, that was the original Zemo? That was, you know, they should that be was a, the basis for Zemo. They have the know? same haircuts. It's literally <laughs> exactly. like this should be a emo Spider-Man Zemo dance-off, like. Oh like, my god! Like, uh, uh, you know uh, what's uh, sort of like uh, what are those dance? Uh, step it up, like a step it up version. Oh, step up or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk about taking dancing to the stars to a whole new level. That's what I'm talking. About. <laughs> throw them. throw Elaine Bennis in there and see who else. That's uh, done. Done. <laughs> there you go, man. Uh, so good for Netflix either way. Good for Sony. And let's go back to Marvel here. We want to finish up the today's day today. Uh, oh wait, there's one more stuff. thing for Netflix. Oh. I think you forgot. No, I, 
Jupiter's Legacy? Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry about that. Yes, another trade. I forgot about that one. Uh, Good call. Yeah, Netflix, again, doing what Netflix does and gives us good content, right? They dropped the trailer for Jupiter's Legacy based off Mark Millar's uh, IP. Right. And when I was looking forward to it, I'm I'm a Mark Millar fan. And, dude, I loved this trailer. Dude, I've I've never... I've never seen Timothy Oliphant as like a real leading role kind of guy. Uh, he's uh, great, man. He's underrated. He's really I, good. You know, I like I said, I know he's done a lot of a lot of western stuff. I thought he was great mm-hmm. in in Mando when when he when he played uh, the the sheriff. Um, but I just justified as a show where he justified. He was the lead. He's fantastic. There you go. He's, yeah, I've never yeah, I've never really seen good. that, but I know mm-hmm. he's really good. Yeah, I, I feel like really anything good. has to do with like uh, like uh, like gunslingers or or. Or military western guys, he's great. Like I thought, he was he was really fun. And the and the uh, Transformers when he was the, the the military liaison for the for the Autobots, uh, I thought that was no, all... that, that, that wasn't him. That, that was wasn't him. Um, no, that was who was um, that? God, I forget his name. I know who you're talking about. They do kind of look the same, though. Oh man, well I'm they sorry. Have the same kind of look. Was yeah, that, yeah, but I know exactly. Was who that you're was that about, was that but... racist of me this whole time? I thought that was Timothy Elephant. Holy crap! No, no, I was feel... it, uh, no not, so it's not Timothy. To, to, oh, oh, wait, I, not, uh, Josh, Josh Dumel. I'm Josh sorry. Dumel. See, yeah, I get, I get he's those in it. Two. Right, right, it wasn't. As I was thinking, Timothy Elephant's in it. Maybe, no. maybe I, I could have missed it because they, 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 they got the costumes on and all that. So. But Dumel, Dumel, yeah. Dumel, to me, I like Dumel. I Dumel to me. He's okay. Like if you can't get Oliphant, you get Dumel. That's how you kind of. I always felt, you know, between the two of them. Uh, So the fact that he is now Timothy Oliphant is now in Jupiter's Legacy, and he is sort of like the OG Superman who's now like older and uh, a little bit more disillusioned, and he made it work. I was like, I was really surprised. Like I've been sleeping on. On, on Timothy Oliphant's uh, range because I kind of felt he was very limited in a certain scopes, but I mean Josh Duhamel. Right. No, no, Timothy Oliphant. Is he in Timothy Oliphant? In no, the, no, no, Josh Duhamel is in Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, sorry. See, I'm getting. Oh, yeah. gosh, dang it. Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. So, okay. They, they do look similar. So, so, yes. So Josh Duhamel uh, uh, really impressed me with his range, like what he was doing because I didn't think he had it in him. I thought he was very, always kind of like a, a military kind of guy and you know, over actiony, but not like introspective, not. I didn't. I didn't think he had it in him, and so like with the scenes of him like having that regret of what they done in the past when they thought they were doing right, that's now backfired, and now his kids are going out of the way, and he's trying to, you know, lead by example, but he feels like it's not his place, and his kids are trying to do what they think is right, and they hate him because of like their growing up issues, and like all all that looked really interesting. It's the best elements yeah. of like uh, a drama, uh, you know, like a like an independent drama about kids who hate their their parents because they were too famous and but they, so they weren't around to raise them, but they provided them the lifestyle they have now, uh, you know. But in the scope of like the dangers of like su- uh, superheroing and all that, I think it's re- a really interesting take. And I the cast looks so fantastic. The 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 effects look great. I, there's no part of it that feels like got skimped in any kind of way. Right. So, yeah. And Netflix is good about that. They usually don't skimp when it comes to the big stuff. It, you know what? You you know, know, I, the Umbrella Academy and all that. Usually the production value is usually very high. Well, uh, even Umbrella Academy. Uh, you know, there's you see little cheats here and there to keep the budget in control. But I feel like yeah, this one course, but... even even more than Umbrella Academy. They really put the money out for this one. And I think it's because uh, Mark Millar made much much like Sony made a deal with Netflix to have mm-hmm. all his comics produced yep. through uh, through through Netflix from now on. 
So it's a all good the move on DefX part. Very smart move, yeah. uh, which is why you know I'm surprised they did it so much with Sony because they already have the entire Mark Millar catalog to go from. And and not that they're the most famous compared to Sony, but you're going to be able to, to generate a lot more of like brand new eyes who have no point of reference. Uh, so like, oh, I got to see this. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even know what this is. As opposed to like, oh, they're having this thing that that I know. I thought the 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 Mark Millar deal would be uh, better suited for them because they paid him like I think it's like four hundred million as well yeah which, yeah, which is a, seems high but he's got a lot of good stuff a lot of great and, and he's got a great proven track record particularly with his properties being translated into film yeah whether it be wanted uh kick-ass uh kingsman so you know it's a, it's a positive track record there so, so that's another reason why I'm excited which, which is why this looks uh, so much fun um and uh and uh, I, I i i'm looking forward to finally knowing the difference between josh demel and timothy elephant i feel there like there you go see you learn something every day one is star wars <laughs> one is more world and i got it this is good you know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> um the last thing here is dallas moved to marvel okay um before we get to falcon and winter soldier talk yes and that is some news that coming from the marvel comic side Okay. Where there was discussions about the, I guess, a new Phoenix. Yes, there's a new storyline. Uh, Echo, a new storyline coming. So, uh, Eric, why don't you kind of give us a lowdown on specifics? Of okay. This we talked a little bit about Echo before uh, when we were talking about the Hawkeye series. And I think that's mm -hmm. why the two things are connecting, which is uh, Echo is a is a character who uh, she has sort of like Taskmaster's ability, which is if she sees someone fight or do a certain move, her body can imitate it just from seeing it. She knows how to make it work, but she's deaf. So she doesn't hear the world around her. She can only see the world around her. She's going to be introduced in the Hawkeye series coming up for, for Disney+. And now, there's a, at the same time, there's a big storyline going on in the Avengers right now where the Phoenix Force is... Uh, everyone in the Avengers has been sort of like vying for who should control the Phoenix Force because she's so powerful. And the Phoenix Force had a pit, saw like uh, Black Panther and Captain America and Hulk and Thor and went past all of them. And she ended up picking Echo. And so they're going to be establishing Echo as the new uh, uh, Phoenix Force. Maybe it's a temporary marriage for a full time. We don't know. This is the big reveal that's happening in the Avengers storyline. But uh, I've noticed that Marvel has a track record of doing this where if they introduce a character in its, uh, you know, its, uh, its, it's it's base concept in the cinematic universe. They usually do something completely different with the character in the comic book universe. Almost like they want to show you look how much cooler the character can be versus what we're already showing <laughs> you. But as a person who just does Marvel through the, the movies and TV, Jose, I got to ask you: If you ever saw a character, he goes, "Oh man, this character looks great. I want to read about this character." And you go to a comic book store, and when you see the character at the comic book store, they're nothing like what you saw in the movie or the TV series. Is that a plus or a negative for you? Oh, man, that's tough. I think for most people, it could be a negative, right? Because okay. it's almost an argument where sometimes it usually happens in reverse. We read a book, right, or a comic or whatever the case is, and they make a movie out of it. And the first thing people just say, oh, it's not as good as the book. It's not as good as the comic, sure. right? It happens a lot, all the time. So when it's reversed, it's almost the same thing where you see the movie, that's the first exposure to whatever character it is, particularly if it's done well, right. like Marvel does. So they'll take that and give you something drastically different in the comic books. It kind of just changes the perspective of the character. And you're like, well, this isn't the same person. This is it's like a different character, right. which is fine for me personally. I, I, I personally have a problem with it because I prefer to have, you know, to take something ba based off an existing property character and you know, make it your own and change it up. That's fine. Okay. Because if you want this, you know, I, I always tell people this, a lot of comic book nerds I speak to sometimes, and by a lot of films, and oh man, they changed it up. That's not how it is in the comic. Well, listen, if you want exactly how it is in the comic, go read the comic. Right. That hasn't changed. 
let the movie or the series give you something different, a different take on the character, it's okay. And you have, if you like both, fantastic. If you don't like it, that's great. So I prefer have two separate ones, but I think most people probably will be taken aback by it. You know, because they, they're not used to that. And you're like, well, what's this? this is completely different. Because Marvel doesn't do that. They base a lot of storylines from comics, but they don't follow it to the T, obviously, right. as WandaVision, if anything, taught us. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, 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 they'll, they'll deviate drastically. Oh, sure. And for, and for good reason, right? Nothing in the comics you can put on the on the screen just doesn't translate. So, yeah. So, I'm, I'm yeah, it's, I'm in the middle path. I always suspect most people probably wouldn't like that. Yeah, I've I always thought like I I think what they want to do is kind of once again show you how great the character is, but uh you when you when you do that it, you're t- kind of taking away like like when when the Iron Man movie first came out, uh, the very first one I thought it was great I loved it I was like this is gonna get a lot of people excited about about what's going on with Iron Man, but when they went to the Iron Man comic books he was actually going through a story a storyline called uh, America's Most Wanted where he was the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D. He lost it because of the Secret Invasion storyline that just occurred. Norman Osborn became the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D., changed S.H.I.E.L.D. to be called Hammer, and then made, uh, made Tony Stark America's number one most wanted because he said the, to Stark let the Secret Invasion happen on his watch. And so because of that, Stark should not be the one who has access to all the seek, uh, the superhero secret identities that they had to register because of the uh, the uh, the uh, the superhero uh, initiative because of like civil war when it, when people uh, you know the whole base of civil war is like Sokovia happened so that was civil war in the civil war comics there was an explosion in Stanford Connecticut and so they passed the superhero registration act which is you can only be a superhero if you register with the government and you give them your full secret identity so Norman Osborn wants a secret identity because he wants to go after all the heroes that hurt him mm-hmm. Tony Stark is trying to protect him but he's been framed as or he's being uh, being uh, viewed as America's worst uh, worst criminal because quote unquote he let secret invasion happen during his watch so that I thought was a really it's a great story, but I don't think it, was, it should have been the story to get Iron Man fans into it when you just had the movie out. Right, exactly. It's, it's just a du- double-edged sword because, you know, conversely, let's assume, uh, you know, Echo sucks, right? And, and, right. and Hawkeye series, fine. Sure. Oh, I don't like her, whatever, and it's very possible. Right. And they go read the comic. Oh, man, look how good she is here. How come they didn't do it this way? Right. So now it makes them diminish even more what they saw on film or on the screen. So it goes both ways, right? Because it happened the other way. Oh, she's so good in the movie. Yeah, she sucks in the comic. So... I think people do that. You just have to have an open mindset. Listen, expect something different, and you know if you don't like it, that's fine. But if you go to expectation that you're gonna get exactly what you've seen, I think that's where the letdown comes in. Ah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because so, otherwise it's like, yeah, if, if you, I really, I love this Echo character. Uh, the comic should be the same way. It's probably not, right? <laughs> and most superheroes, they're probably not like that to some degree, or they are, but only in certain comic storylines. Right. You know, that the Batman and Dark Knight Returns, for example, is a completely different storyline. You know, if it's something based off that, and you get under different kind of Batman, you go to a different Batman that's not in that timeline. It's like it's a t- completely different character. You have to just have had their expectation. That's all. I guess so, and I, and I think that's one of the things where we're trying. I'm trying to like, kind of get a handle. I'm just trying to figure out exactly what would uh, would be viewed as like the best thing to have as a if you are going to introduce a new character. Like I know a lot of people when uh, when introduce Monica Rambeau as as uh, as Spectrum slash Photon, whichever name they're going to give her. Um, there's tons of great stuff that reflect kind of like what her character is and what she looks like. So you can go to comics and go, boom, I got this. Oh, this is cool. I'm getting to read all these things mm-hmm. about this character. But with Echo, 
you know, she's her. The series hasn't even come out yet, so I, I'm, I know you're doing this with her. I just hope that when the Hawkeye series comes out, she's more in a place where it's connect, it's easily connected to what's going on in the Hawkeye series, as opposed to her being a full-on cosmic entity. Because, like I said, you might like it, but you don't see what a lot of people would be turned off with the idea of like right. this is not what I fucking saw on the show. Exactly, and that's the thing. And I, and I also say this to anyone out there who's. You know, you hear, you see all these superhero movies. You, you keep on fan of superhero films. You want to take a deep dive in the comics. You know, ask a professional, if you will. Ask or, someone. Hey, listen, what what do you recommend I read to get me the best version as close to it as what I understand and know from the film? Feel free to ask us, guys. I, exactly. I will give you all recommendations. If you have any yeah. question about what you should you read, what are you looking at, let me know, and we will, I will give you the best options you you can you can get for those things. Yeah. Because as a comic book nerd, I want you guys to be interested in stuff. I want you guys to mm-hmm. have a nice point of reference of like what you're seeing versus where it came from. And I, you know, there's a lot of stuff you should see and there's a tons of stuff you should avoid <laughs> of so, course right yeah so yeah, <laughs> yeah right. it's also one of the things like yeah what what what, what should i read because again this i mean comics been around for there's been eight thousand storylines of certain one character from any dc marvel whatever exactly right it just it just you have to sit, to sift through them you know unsupervised if you will it, it is a daunting task and you and it's probably going to get a lot of more crap than you are good more than likely exactly so yeah. if you if you want to save yourselves the time and trust me, the the sometimes the grueling agony of trying to get through a storyline <laughs> that was just not worth it. Like, ha- uh, tweet at us, uh, email us, message us, and I will give you the best recommendation for what storylines you want to read, for what characters you're interested in or have questions about, to make sure you get the full experience. So exactly, there you yeah, because yeah, this is, I think that would be the old the optimal way to enjoy something like that because the, the, the comic book world is vast and it, exactly. it is what it is, and it's just it's it can be overwhelming. Um, that being said, let's stay with Marvel. And let's talk about this this deep dive here. We got the fourth episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Boom. A show I've been very happy about. Yeah. And this episode I thought was my favorite of the season thus far. And which is funny because if when you watch it, the tone is obviously much darker than what we've gotten. Right. There's been a little bit less quips back and forth between Falcon and, and Winter which I liked. Sure. And it, it took a little backseat to that, which is fine. I'm fine with that because obviously they were really pushing a lot of themes and storylines in this episode. And it was dark, and I like that. You know, I like when they mix it up. Probably the darkest, you know? uh, this this episode, one of the darkest scenes in all of Marvel history. Uh, oh, easy, yeah, easily by far, which was kind of surprising, uh, obviously. You know, again, this is a spoiler here if you haven't seen it. But obviously, we'll start there because at the end, we have, uh, you know, uh, the new Captain America, you know, uh, Walter, right? Is, um Walter, no, uh, it's, it's John, uh, John Walker, John, uh, John Walker. Walker, John Walker, yes. Walker, Walker, sorry, yeah. He, I almost called John Walkins, like, what's that? Yeah, I know, like, wait, what? Um, hey, Christopher Walken. <laughs> but he he just murders, straight up murders one of the super soldiers as part of the, the flag staffers and flag viciously, flag smash on Twitter, yeah, viciously. Agency. <laughs> as the, uh, I didn't want this job. Um, you don't <laughs> get to unionize. He, oh. damn it. Uh, so he, he pretty much slices them up well he slices them up but you know they allude to it with obviously with the shield oh sure of course of course now he's got the super serum himself yeah and and then to see him stand there with the blood on on the shield and and of course in today's world there's someone always with the camera so and I just watched one. There was a whole crowd. There was a whole crowd. crowd so there'll be, there'll be some repercussions with that. We'll, we'll, we'll dig into that. But but listen, it was a really dark episode. And I liked them. I like where they went. Good action again. I, I, I like Sam's character. And I thought it was a great conversation he had with a... Uh, really smart uh, conversation. Uh, you know, talking yeah, about with, people um, suffering with... God, what's her face? Uh, with a... Uh, uh, I forgot her name. The, the redhead. With the, with the uh, yeah, the redhead. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, I guess the leader of the uh, of the flag smashers. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, she's the leader. I guess. Um, is she also? Isn't she also the leader of the rebellion in in Solo? Right, Solo. Yes. Yeah. I thought <laughs> she figure. looked familiar. Yeah. I was like, wait, yeah, yeah. I know this chick. <laughs> Yeah, she jumped from one verse to the other. Good for her, you know. She's busy, I see. Yeah, she um, inspires a lot of people to fight against the system. So. And troublemaker, man. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, but that was a great conversation they had yeah. with them. So I, 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 I thought, the, obviously, they had a great scene with um, the Wakandan. Um, uh, what oh, yeah. They, oh, what they call him. Um, oh, the Dora Milaje? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, great scene. Great scene. Uh, great, yeah, great scene. They're kicking some ass, and they took the guy's arm off. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, um, when but, she hit those pressure points and knocked his arm off, I was like, are you kidding me? That was awesome. I was like, like whoa, hello. Oh, man, that was bananas. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't think I was, I'd be able to put it back on, but I guess you can. I'm like, oh, did he just like permanently... Like, I, as a, for a minute, I thought it was a permanent yeah. thing. I was like, "Is he gonna have no arm now? Holy crap! What are they gonna do now?" Like, I thought it was, I was really big and shocked. But well, know, for a second, I thought maybe that's a good thing we get more Zemo, but not the case. <laughs> yeah, you actually uh, this uh, this episode ended with a Zemo deficit because he was out. He, yeah, I, he, he, I don't think he he's out of the off. series. I don't think he's out of the series. No, no, no. Of course not. No, obviously not. Yeah. He's gonna continue his fight to go against the to get you know go after the serum. Whatever Which, the case by is. the way, I thought it was a real baller move of. Uh, when he saw Zemo find the super soldier serum and n- without hesitation just smashed every vial because he's like no oh, yeah. I'm not this, no part of me wants this power and this power shouldn't be had by anybody and I, I got, he sticks to his guns literally literally and figuratively yeah, absolutely. He, and he shoots it too he, yeah. he, he shoots which is great I mean I, Sometimes you need that kind of uh, like when he shot the other guy from the who made it. It's like, listen, you can't keep the guy alive because yeah. he could always make more. Exactly, not, exactly. So I thought boom. all that that was Great. really solid. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought the, uh, the the sort of like I I really liked the opening scene. Let's start with the opening scene on this one. Seeing uh, Okoye run through the, the 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 programming words of the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for. Obviously, far away from any of the major cities, because you can't have him ready to to, to go out and. Well, right, of course. <laughs> and also, no arm. You, you got to keep him any yeah. kind of be- any kind of advantage you could put on it, yourself when fighting the Winter Soldier. Done. You have all that, but having him go through it, and it, they did something with him processing the words that they recently did with the uh, Black Widow trailer, which I really liked, which is taking all the scenes of the movies he, they've been in. And recontextualizing it for the for right. what's going on for this new part mm-hmm. of their lives, I thought all that was yeah. great. Like you know, you because that's what's weighing that's what's weighing them down. Obviously, right. you know, absolutely, clearly. And and like everything from like and how like certain certain words uh, intercut for like when they said freight train, it was him hanging off the freight train and falling mm-hmm. off. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, like uh, like benign was when he was losing control because they were putting him under. So he was like, you know, almost, there was no real, the, the Bucky Barnes was benign. It was only the Winter Soldier program mm-hmm. that was all So little things like that, that kind of show the words did mean something instead of it being random words. Uh, I like that kind of effect through the, through some of the, the things that he's been in other kind of movie scenes. I thought that was really great. Um, I thought that uh, because she was the one that, did the final test with him i thought that also established that there was some sort of like deeper connection between the both of them mm-hmm. you know like maybe she was his bodyguard who eventually became someone who they respected and maybe there's something else there i don't know i i kind of feel like that maybe there is but it, it never got to develop but there was like a like it a, could i mean the, it, i mean i don't think this is the last we've seen of them, of them exactly anyway. i mean the fact that she gave him eight hours I think it was the, either a biggest sign of respect or a biggest right. sign of, of, of that she likes him because she wouldn't have given eight hours to anybody else. 
I mean, she's not ready to give up that that potently, you know, that super soldier man. Right, right. So, life yet. You know, listen. Listen, there's only there's only one superhuman that she's seen, and that's, that's what I'm Bla- saying. That's Black they don't Panther. grow on trees. Yeah. You so, know so, and if you saw the Dora Milaje is stronger than your average American soldier, so right, she's like, you, you can know. keep up. You're missing an arm, but you know, you got it. You are the He's White Wolf. You yeah. can match him physically. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, maybe so, maybe the I White Wolf. I get it. Maybe the White Wolf was less about his stalking ability, but other styles of performance i don't know i don't hey, know I, listen, i'm yeah. saying what i'm seeing here there was there's obviously more in the relationship than just uh they're just uh co-workers yeah. Yeah. but I, I i i thought that uh the fact that she gave him that time and the fact that uh you know winter soldier being in this world of, of spies instead of hiding things he just puts it right out hey the normal is here we got eight hours before they come after zemo so they, oh right yeah, yeah yeah i i i like that you know he knows how to handle it one thing i didn't like but I did like okay. is how Zemo used the candy to convince the kids to tell him secrets. Oh man, adults. that was that was the best use of Turkish delight since the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, right uh, yeah, you know what? I think yeah. you're right about that. And, and uh, it was a little creepy though. Don't get me wrong. Oh, we're very very creepy. <laughs> Listen, a stranger's giving yeah. you candy, asking you right. uh, asking for secrets. All of that is is erase da- stranger danger all across. Fair the enough. I will give you that. I'm like. Okay. But but you know it, it, it ended. It, luckily, this one time around, because there are two Avengers next to you, it worked out great in your favor, and he gave your little girl some money to hey, thanks for letting me know, all that kind of stuff. But I will say, I didn't like the fact that Zemo's the one that did that, and Bucky wasn't aware of it because if he was a trained, uh, you know, super soldier, black ops, that kind of thing. He would have to know how to get counterintelligence instead of just asking people. Like, hey, do you know what the girl? You ever heard of this lady? Hey, do you know? Okay. Like, I when he goes into Winter Soldier assassin mode, that's great because that's what Winter Soldier built his rep on. But he also was a spy, so he has to know how to, you know, a blend in and b how to accrue intel. Maybe the only way he gets it, he knows how to do it is by beating the crap out of people. And that's why he never thought about doing it with the kids. But I felt like there should have been a little bit more on that he could have pulled from his experiences as the Winter Soldier. Well, from to get what more. I understand, he, he missed the lesson on Turkish Delight persuasion ah, that, that day. So, you know, he wasn't quite aware. That was that all was during the brainstorming. And right. And brainstorming. The, yeah, technique, not known. It's not a common uh, technique know, that known know. amongst the spies. So, you know. A lot of people need to get <laughs> to be tur- fair. Turkish Delight training because that's, <laughs> that's where it's at. And, exactly. And it so goes you start to show, there, then you move on. From, you know, the knife, the gun. You know. And it goes torture. to show how how bad those kids are because they thought Turkish delight was good. That's how, that's how <laughs> bad their life is. They're like, oh, this is better than dirt. This is the best thing in their life. Is is dirt. Yeah. This sweet hard candy that takes forever and tastes kind of gross. Twenty minutes in, so much better than just bored garbage. So yeah, I'm gonna tell you where this lady's being buried. Like, whatever you want, it's sure. all good. done, done, done. I but genius uh, on Zemo's mode. Uh, genius, part. like super yeah. well played. I loved yeah. it. It yeah. shows how yeah. Zemo thinks out of the box and is one right. step ahead of everybody. How to get mm-hmm. information. Uh, all that was was great. Uh, once I said the the fight between the Dora Milaje. I love the fact that even in the beginning, uh, Bucky and Sam didn't even join in. They were just shit talking. Like, oh, you, you got oh, it. Yeah. That's you go. Watch out now. <laughs> shake, it, shake it off. Shake it off. You're walking. So, and they only stepped in when they're about to get like straight up killed. They're like, no, we can't let you kill them. That's just too much. Right. But uh, uh, I thought that, w- that was great. But what did you think of when uh, John Walker finds the serum up until John Walker has the serum? How did, what did you think of that play out? Because I know some people were like, why didn't they show us 
him taking it. And the people are like, I liked how the fact that you didn't know he took it until it was already like too deep into the mission. Like, what did you, how did you feel that it played out? Uh, I, I liked it and show it. I, when I, when he first took it, I thought obviously, you know, we knew there was going to be a discussion on that or he, at least scenes where he's contemplating it, whether he should or not. I would assume my assumption why he's going to get his ass kicked one more time. He's like, fuck it. I, I have no choice. Right. But the way he did it, and because it surprised the audience, I thought personally. Yes, that's exactly Cause, it. Because you always wonder, like, did he take it? Exactly. And then boom, you're like, oh, he did take it. Exactly. Just like that. Because they did have that conversation. Right. With, with uh, oh my God, I can't remember his name. So bad with names today. Uh, his partner, Battlestar, uh, uh, Lamar right. Hawkins. Yes, he's having a conversation about, you know, if, if we had it back in Afghanistan, we could have saved more people. So he's already justifying laying down the foundation for hey you know what's coming and he you, know, also, he, you knew he was taking the serum if anybody thought he wasn't taking the serum out of the minds we all knew oh, he yeah. was gonna take it at some point and we also knew that that uh, what i liked was the fact that, that there's a moment where he says they gave me awards for one of the worst days of my life and we both know what we did is not the stuff you give awards for right so exactly. i like the fact that he's self-aware enough to know what i did was wrong exactly but, and he's he's I mean, the ends justify the means. Exactly, but he's okay with doing yeah. what's wrong because it was yeah. for the right reason. But he knows what he did is wrong. So there, he's not completely uh, uh, narrowly focused. He is not completely unself-aware where he doesn't know between right and wrong. It's just that when in, like there's obviously things in him that you know you've been seeing it since the first his first introduction in season two. He's slowly showing mm -hmm. that he's not all there or he's getting very frustrated. He's very aggressive. Very aggressive. Yeah. He stopped shaving. You know, his beard is growing a little bit more exactly, now. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think you know, having the mantle of Winter um, Captain America, sure. it, it's daunting. And when oh, you yeah. get in your ass kicked, are you really Captain America, right? And you, you have to live by those standards. Right. So I, it made sense for him to take it. I'm glad he did. I mean, listen, you need to, You can't be Captain America, and everyone's beating you up, including. You know what the Wakanda? Oh God, what's that? I keep, my God, I'm blanking out everything. I but either way, yeah, and they have no powers. They're just right. badasses. But and he can't hold his own unless he needs to have this. But own. to be fair, uh, you know, Falcon held his own way more than John Walker did. Uh, they kind of exaggerate that. I don't know if I was okay with that, but whatever. It's not a huge deal. Oh no! I, but he, but it's fine. It is what it is. But I, I, he, but I, I think the reason why he, is to be he fair. got the Black Widow treatment. It, no, it kind of made I, him more I, than I, what he probably I, would. I, I think. I think the reason why Sam held his own more is because he was trained by by Captain America. That, that that's fair. I mean, he has obviously well. Because Captain badasses. Listen, this this guy's a badass. Listen, I'm just not he's, he's, he's a badass. I'm not taking yeah, away. He's but, a soldier. He's, you know, but, he's a warrior. But because because Caps had the the super soldier uh, serum and the, the the best one ever, he's the one. That's the one that he got to take. Right. One mm -hmm. thing that Cap does is that uh, as a tactician, he's been able to um, blend certain fighting styles together. To uh, no matter what situation, you can start off here, but move into that, and this is the best way to get out of the situation. So I think he's trained. Like the the physical level Avengers, I think he's trained uh, Sam. I think yeah. he's trained. Well, he, he's seen he's seen more of it, so exactly yes, the, the exposure so, to that. Sure. So I he's that. taught them like if someone attacks you like this, this is the way you block it because yeah. if and so they've had to they've had to spar with a super soldier. So right. you know if, <laughs> if, if if they if they can keep up with Cap, they can keep up with the Dora Malaja. Is what I'm saying. No, no, that's fine. That's fair. But, but obviously, yeah. Walker, he has, he doesn't have the experience, and, he, exactly. and he's literally getting his ass kicked almost every scene. Exactly. So he's, you know, I get it. And I was, I, I thought it was, I, I like that reveal there. I, I thought it was gonna happen much later, or not much, but later on, you know, as as he, I thought he's gonna get his ass kicked one more time, then really, then really 
to it. I take it and, you know, maybe take it and end the episode or whatever. Right. Whatever, this one, the next one. But I'm fine with that. I had no problem with that. I thought it was good and it makes sense. Now, I'm, I'm really curious where they go now because obviously the word is out that he's a super soldier and unfortunately his act uh, well i mean you know it's questionable what he did at the end to say least it it, it is questionable only because questionable the flag smashers just blew up a building and killed three people so that wiggle room allows it to say oh we killed a terrorist i i guess but this but but he's captain that was just a regular joshmo soldier and they shot him okay Listen, what is par for the course, you're right? Ab- yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right, but this is the way that the government's going to find their wiggle room. Is that oh, he, it wasn't just a Joe Schmo. It wasn't a guy who was jaywalking that he killed. It's a super soldier terrorist, and one of the and it was only after one of the super soldier terrorists killed a U.S. soldier. I know, but but so, no one knows that. I mean, I mean, I mean the, you, the, the the crowd, the public, the won't public, know that, the, but, but when the government puts the information out, it kind of buffers. But it doesn't. I, make, I'm kind of curious. It yeah. doesn't make any of it better. Like the, like as Captain America, uh, you know, no matter how bad things got, Steve Rogers would have never done that. Exactly, and, and you know and that's, that's gonna come back, and of course, and, yeah, and that's a backlash to that, and yeah. that's the line. It's like if you're gonna be Captain America, you gotta live by, you gotta try to be that standard, and anything course, under that yeah, standard, yeah. it's a symbol, right? That's that, what exactly. Is. So you're no longer the Captain America. You gotta be something else, which is why I think they're gonna use that as a way to say we 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 downgraded him, Captain America, but internally they're gonna make him the U.S. agent. Oh, right. Okay. He's, still, he's still working for him, but just not on exactly, the market. Exactly. Captain, right? and they're they're, gonna, they'll take away his shield, essentially. Well, they're going to give him, they're gonna give him a, a, a Captain America costume, but it's going to be black, and it's going to be, you're, you're, oh, you're, not, okay. you're now going to be uh, like, a, like a, 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 a super soldier agent for, for the U.S., like for like what yeah. works for like, but like on the black ground, ops. Black exactly. ops, right. Yeah, exactly. He's not a Avenger. He's not part of that. He won't be part of that. Right. He and, can At this point, he can't. He cannot. It's, no, no, it's he, a wrap. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> I would assume like, it's a wrap. Like the, uh, like, the only person that would have gotten away with that would have been the Hulk. And you could say, this goes, oh, the Hulk is not in, in control of his actions up until he became Smart Hulk. So up until then, he was a rage monster. <laughs> right, so right. we contained him as much as we could. You are a fully functioning human yeah. being. You have no, you can't use yeah. the, the rage monster excuse. And, yeah. and he just, I mean, he obliterated him. Uh, and, it looks really bad. Here's I mean, the kicker. I, first of all, uh, let's, let's talk about how brilliant that scene was filmed. Because they literally filmed it. Uh, it felt very much like the Alfred Hitchcock scene in Psycho, where the shower scene, where you never see the blade. Right, contact, right. Never see a penetration. But it's just a reaction shots, and you don't realize there's blood on it until the last scene of the movie. So you don't yeah. know how bad it is until you're like, "Oh man, that's what everybody's yeah. recording." Like so, that, the, that's Dan. That's that's a that's a great shot to leave with. Great you know? shot. Great shot. Like, oh, what now? Right? Because now, obviously, now it's what now. Right, exactly. You know, that, that's going to be that question. I mean, the super surgical thing's going to be an issue. Well, now he's on Zemo's radar, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, how... I'm kind of curious how the, the reaction is going to be from Bucky. And I mean, I would assume that this is associated with him at some point. Oh, I think so. I think he, so. He's going to have to... Yeah, he, he's going to get raked up with the Colts. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, publicly. publicly and anyway. then you have also the, the fact of, like, uh, uh, the, you know, first of all, there's that whole uh, subplot that, that kind of came into resolution where this guy grew up being a Captain America fan and he right. got killed by another Captain America. So, you know, wh- what better way to, to let you know that the Captain America you believed in is dead 
than the new Captain America bird brutally just right. chopping you in half. Exactly. Now that's and it's, and it's gonna it's gonna give her more justification for oh, what's her face to do. Oh, absolutely, what she does, right? absolutely. Of even though yeah. even though it you can't, she will completely ignore the fact that he went that far because she murdered his partner slash unbeknownst best friend, but so an American soldier that you straight up like chest punch and broke into a pillar and that dude just snapped and popped that right. was surprising too i gotta say that was right? yeah because he's dead right am, yeah. I, am I wrong okay well he's in, in the comic you, you don't see that in marvel in the, in the comic books he's alive but i've also noticed in, t in marvel tv series they will do things differently than just like in 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 daredevil ben yurik is alive but they killed ben yurik in the daredevil series right. uh okay. i i feel like they set up lamar to be his his uh his his moral compass so right. by killing him, now he does that the thing that puts him over the edge. But now there's nothing to keep him in check when he's getting too riled exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I am surprised. Like, wow, they killed him. Wow. Okay, that's. Uh, I, was, I like that. It was good. Yeah, I guess. it was a bold you know, move. Did not see it bold, coming. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. I figured he might get hurt. He's in the hospital. You know how he do it. Right. He's in the hospital. He's feeling better after a few months. They just fed up. Just okay. He got written off. Like, just, I, I thought that was great. I thought they wait to the scene. Yeah. I thought when they cut back to him, you're gonna see him like twitch or something, like start waking right, up. Right or like breathing. I was like, oh yeah. damn, that's was it. Like, oh, he, he, that's dead. what I'm saying. Was that easy read? No, he's dead. Now like, let that? me ask you this question because I've heard, I've I've talked to a few people about this. Um, when John Walker snaps, did you feel like there was enough visual cues as a viewer to take that in and go, oh, something about him is now different, or did it feel very sudden and rushed? Because I felt there was, but I've talked to some people who felt like they wanted almost more of a stylistic break. Like, uh, okay, did you watch? Uh, do you watch uh, the Walking Dead TV series? I know some people stopped, some people still do. I stopped like the third season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I still watch it, and there was an episode recently where they reviewed the origin of of Negan, and uh, Negan was talking. Explains that he always heard people doing this thing where when they get really angry, their everything turns off and they just see red. Uh, and he explains that I didn't believe that happened until it happened to me, and I actually see red. And it made me also think of like scenes from like Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill, when everything becomes red and it's just black silhouettes. Right. Did you, would you have preferred that moment when they took a more, vi a striking visual shift to kind of show like his world has changed, or did you like that it was consistent? Because I like it was consistent, but some people felt like they wanted more of a visual switch just to emphasize how far he had gone. No, and, and that's more I of a movie think... question. That's why I ask you that question because I know. Right, you no, have, you yeah. know, I yeah, I, I it would have been a little bit overkill. Okay. And because it was such a scene, because it was the action was still ongoing, right. right? There was really wasn't a break. If you insert something like that, it kind of takes you out of it to some degree. And they've already been setting that up from the beginning. We know he's over aggressive. Right. He's been that way. Even in, in that scene earlier when he interrupts Sam and this girl talking, he's just very impulsive. He lives by his emotions and they have that conversation yeah. about he he does what he does and it is justified in the and justify the means. And then you see it's it's like you don't have to be a Sherlock Holmes to realize, okay, they just kill his best friend. How do you think he's gonna react knowing how he is? You know? He's right. he's short tempered aggressive they just killed my friend yeah i'm gonna go unleash hell i was okay with that it wouldn't have made sense it would have been overkill i think it would have taken away from the scene hmm, it was un okay. unnecessary like if you can't tell that he was like if you think any justification for him doing what he did i'm not saying it's the right thing to do but i get it right by the way carly margaret is the name of the character the redheaded girl that's okay there we go okay there we go uh, um 
but yeah, I, th I think it's just completely justified. And it was unnecessary. It's just not just doing it for, for stylistic purposes. It, it, it doesn't carry. I, I want to tell you, there, there was one thing that he did that I liked, and if you can watch it again, you'll notice when he's checking on Lamar and he's realizing Lamar is dead, everything goes mute. So right. you, you don't hear anything. You just see, and the sound doesn't kick back in until he breaks through the window and then lands on the car. That's when the sound kicks in. Right. I and, and that's your cue that hey, this guy, he's. He's about to explode. What and I, that's all you need. What that's I what need. I would have liked is and because they've already established it with the Winter Soldier, but something they did with Heath Ledger's Joker, I would have liked maybe like a straw, uh, like a uh, like a like a string tone that just kept going as they get higher. And so the more he did, the higher the pitch went of like almost like how far can you pull the string before it snaps? Right. I would have liked right. just maybe that little audio cue because they've done it with the Winter Soldier. So they've kind of established like this is the sound of someone who's going crazy or is doing it was or ex is extreme and is not holding back. If they could have had a similar thing, they could have almost like set in the Marvel universe when someone goes to that zone, it sounds like this. And that's almost... and, and, and then it'd be cool if they they play around with that going forward right. because now now we're showing the effects of the serum exactly because both of them right. are the serum so yeah, they know it, that right it, it's, it makes him more of what he is and exactly. he's a hothead right exactly. he's aggressive that's the way. and now it's heightened and now you see that kind of play where like okay he's getting to that mode like oh this is how he was acting before I could see that happening which makes sense right so I, know, mean, I yeah I like to see that because I think those little sometimes there's just those little cues help get people in the mental mindset of what they're going to go into. And I think part of it is because our world has no musical cues, and we, so we never know how bad things are going to get. Sometimes you need to break up. Okay, okay, all this is on purpose. This is all right, right. control yeah, and no, I, I get it. I, I think it would have been like a regular, like if, if those of like he, he walked in, he's dead, and there's a break in between, like then oh, I want to go after we killed him. Now, here's right. a, here's you, another... you could do something like that, but right. everything was, the immediacy of the scene, it was still in the middle of the action scene. It was not over yet. You're kind of breaking stride there, and you kill momentum with the scene. And so that's why it, that wouldn't work in that scene. Let, it would just wouldn't. Have. Let me ask you this then, uh, and this is the last question I'll, I'll ask for, for for this before we start wrapping up. Would it have worked better if he injected himself with the super soldier serum after Lamar died than before, or do you think doing it before informs you more of who the character really is? Before. Yeah, I think so too. Before I had this I, conversation, yeah, I want yeah, to know what you would yeah. talk. I feel the same way. No, uh, before, I'll be, yeah, because yeah, it, it's I again. Feel, I mean, I would have, I would have been fine with them waiting after right. all this. They could have just, they could have just even his friend died. The next episode, then he does. He's thinking about it more. He's like, man, right. if I had this, he would have been alive. Right. Right, and then injected. That would have been the other way to go. Right. But and, after but after his friend died, that would have taken the. That would have taken yeah. the the. The more uh, more of the smear off of him. And I th the fact that he took it before kind of informs you like who he right. is. And like, exactly. It doesn't yeah. matter what he does. He just he wants to get the job done. Because you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to sympathy, excuse. make the excuse exactly. he did it. Right. Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So it's okay. He can kill the it guy. It makes fine. him a less sympathetic no. character. And I think I agree right. with you. That's why you have to have him take it before and not right. let anybody know he took it until it's exactly. too late. Exactly. Because when you see it, like, oh, snap. Because that, that, the, took it. the way he they build up, like, when he breaks through the door, a normal guy could have done that, like a, a trained soldier. Yeah, like he, he had the shield. And yeah. the shield's yeah. And then when he, when, when, he, when he threw the, the, the shield really heavily and embedded into the wall, you can say, well, these walls are really old. So maybe that's what it is. <laughs> well, I mean, he's saying, I mean, again, it's the shield's very, it's indestructible, right? Right. So, you, so you make excuses maybe. for it. Maybe. Right, yeah. But when yeah. he kicks that dude down the stairs and then finally bends the pipe that's where you're like oh, oh snap oh, this is like yeah, it, it is he took it he yeah. took it and that like yeah. that really like it keeps you 
Letting you know exactly but that, who But that is. also, yeah. And, and that also heightens the scene because now you're like, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, listen, if it was him against Super Soldier, who's going to win without the right. serum? exactly. He's going to get his ass kicked. We've already seen that. Exactly. Now, you're like, now it's on. And if now you, it's and a if battle, you know right? It, now it's Super Soldier versus Super Soldier. Let's do this. He's so. got the Super Soldier serum and all and all Falcon has was his, was his wings. And not only mm -hmm. was he putting up as good of a fight as John Walker was with the serum, uh, him and Bucky actually, well, you can't count Bucky because Bucky got super soda serum, but, <laughs> but he was actually, uh, you know, keeping up pace and actually a little bit better than, than, than John Walker was. And every, John Walker's fighting these two super soldiers and he's, and he's winning, but you know that if, if it was Steve Rogers, he would have had those two guys out in like less than a minute and then helped uh, Falcon with his third. And he was taking, he was fighting two guys and the fight was going. He was winning, yeah. but he wasn't able to put them down, which goes to show, like, even with the super soldier serum, like, even with the super soldier serum in you, you are still not where you think the serum should have put you at. You know what I mean? Exactly. Particularly, and, you're fighting someone else who's got of equal strength. Right, it's but, easy when you're fighting but he's got training, but he's got training. Yeah. So his training should have been able to put those two guys down super fast, mm -hmm. and he was just fighting them. He was winning the fight, but it, the fight was continuing instead of him wrapping up the fight, and that's something that... that that Captain America would have done, like Steve Rogers, he would have put that fight down fast, helped Sam, and then moved on to the next part right, of the mission. Right, because he, because he, he's, his thought, you know, Steve, it's, it's the mission. Right. Walker's is, is about him. He wants to inflict pain, and that goes to the character he is. That's exactly. what he's about. He wants right? the Makes ego. Sense. He just wants to be, yeah, he wants to, yeah, ego, get the better of the guy. He's yeah. not worried about the entire mission. He's taking care of business. Right. Inflicting pain. He's angry, upset. I get exactly. it. Exactly. So that's, Again, that's who he. Which again, it all makes sense. Which is why you're right. Taking that serum right after that, it just it, it would diminish that. It yeah, would, I don't, it, it would have made him a sympathetic it. character instead of a exactly. A, a oh yeah, character. yeah, go yeah. get him. You know, exactly. And, and, exactly. Yeah, and then the the conflict isn't there. Exactly. I mean, exactly. you can still. I mean, the whole thing with the cameras, but as the audience member, you you are rooting for him. Now you're like, this guy sucks. Right. <laughs> right. And that's the we know the pub is not gonna like it. We exactly. get that. Exactly. But the audience needs to feel the same as they do. Exactly. So that's why that, that's why you do something like that. So yeah, I get you know it, that's, yeah, those complaints so, are there. Yeah, I'm not buying it. So we are four episodes in. We got two more to go. Yeah. Let's do a little bit of prediction here. Uh kind of see what we both see. Who do you how do you think because I know episode five, there's the big rumor that's going to be a new character introduced that's going to be, oh, look at him, and it's going to be, and, and, and let's, let, let's not worry about character. Let's jump to ish episode six. How do you think the series is going to end? What is the, the resolution you think it's going to be? Yeah, because we, we know enough right now that we can make some, some ballpark estimations. How do you picture it's going to end? Mind you, you can go you swing for the fences because we, we don't know what that fifth episode is going to be. But right, right. with the four that you have, knowing there's only one more episode and then the, there's there's one episode to end it, what do you think the the, 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 the grand strokes of this series is going to end on? I'm going to assume that this is going to be one of those we're going to team up. And those soldiers against like the power broker who is coming after them. Right. And when a soldier, Falcon, they're all going to team up with them. The Walker thing, I'm not sure about where he comes into play. I don't know. It depends on episode five. I, I don't know if he's redeemable. Maybe he's redeemable. I don't think he is. I think he's a Zemo maybe in the as well, all going against. Because the power broker is still someone Zemo should be going against, right? They're right. the ones that want the serum, right? Exactly. So, And then obviously Zemo's going to escape in the end. You'll give him the slip. Sure. Setting that up. But I think it's something. I mean, it's a little more traditional and mm -hmm. safe. But I, which I'm okay with. I don't expect 
the swerve in the end. You know, I don't want you know this whole like, oh my god, I didn't see that. Kind. This is gonna be very traditional. This, that's what the show's built on. You know, his a character A, character B. They're gonna meet what up, take you, some ass, and then so, close it out. So you think that they're gonna that Zemo is gonna help uh, them get to the? the I, I still think Zemo comes in the play. Like he may show up last episode. Okay. I'm not sure he comes in. You know, I I start with them together, but he's gonna show up at some point. He's there, right. or they're trying to stop him. They have to they still have to work together because the listen, you didn't agree with Zemo, but the goal is the same. Sure, right? yeah. I mean, so to some degree. So I do think they all they all all the super soldiers that are remaining, they team up. And the power broker is like I think the big, the big bad, the big, the big bad. Okay, I guess. I mean, who for what think, it's worth. Do Again, you, very do you think safe we, and traditional, but I think that's what I see. It. Do you think we know who the power broker is? Or is it a completely unestablished character as of yet? Oh man, if we get reviews like really quick, you know, I don't think we're, I don't think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna meet the man. Okay. The man behind the man. We're gonna meet the man, but not the man behind the man. The the, the, I, the, the, the puppeteer, if you will. This is what I, don't I think. This is what him. I think. I think that uh, it's gonna lead. Uh, they're gonna get Zemo. They're gonna reteam up with Zemo, and uh, it's gonna be a, a fight between. Zemo, Bucky, and Sam versus the Flag Smashers and John Walker, who will uh, uh, be arrested, quote-unquote, by the U.S. military, escape because he needs to finish the job. So it's going to be a three-way fight between that. And then the fight will end with all the other Flag Smashers dead except for Carly Margathol. Uh They will stop uh, uh, John Walker, but in the process, it's going to look like Zemo died. But that's his escape. But they oh, think gotcha. he's dead, okay. and he escapes. Gotcha, yeah. um, he's gonna give him the slip. There's oh, no yeah. question. But about I think that. it's gonna be his slip. Is, he's gonna, he's gonna they're yeah. gonna find remains, and they're gonna think it's Zemo. Gotcha. But it's right. not. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I, I think that's uh, that's what's happening. And Carly Margenthal and John Walker are gonna be drafted into what's what I what I'm affectionately referring to as the Black Ops Avengers, which are gonna be uh, criminals that they're converting into Avengers. So. Uh, it, John Walker will be their Captain America. Uh, Carly Margothel will uh, be some sort of like a, uh, she could be a, a Black Widow uh, character, uh, you know, because she's got the super soda serum. She's a redhead. Mm -hmm. They sure. might frame her as a, as a Black Widow. Uh, I think there's going to be uh, General Thunderbolt Ross is going to be in the mix. And in the comics, he becomes Red Hulk. So I think that's going to be, and I think they're going to be forming like their own version of uh, the Thunderbolts, their own version of the Dark Avengers. I think. Zemo might actually be working with uh, Thunderbolt Ross on like, getting him like hu human superhuman uh, soldiers that he can convert into an Avengers team, and his thing uh, and Thunderbolt Ross is going to be thinking, "I'm doing this, tricking Zemo to help me get people that I almost make like a Suicide Squad version of the Avengers." But Zemo's thinking, "I'll get all these people in a row and I'll blow them up too." <laughs> So, I was about to say, I'm like, wait a minute, Zemo wouldn't. Okay, uh, exactly. Right. At the end, he's like, he goes, oh yeah, I'm totally gonna help you. And he goes, when you guys are all in the house, I'll blow it up because I'm the only one who's always there. I know who, how strong <laughs> everybody is, and know how to kill everybody. And I'll just blow you guys up, and then I'll win, and and I'm done. I, and I will say this: I, I think I think the power broker is gonna go after them by full force, and against the the, the flag. I I think flag staffers, and <laughs> and and these guys are helping them. 
<laughs> Don Don Cheeto does show up again, mind you. As oh, does he? I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay, so I, no, I'm not. No, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying I think he shows up again. Oh, that'd as be part great. of the fight. That'd be great. Yeah, he shows up. You guys need some help? You know, like that kind of. That's cool. Deal. I'll take that. Yeah, I got a feeling he's gonna jump in there as well. I kind of I, I, I I think that's gonna uh, wherever they put uh, John Walker and Carly Margathel, they also have Bat Rock, uh, the Leaper from Episode One. He'll be in that mix too. I think they're all going to oh. be, uh, you know. In, in, oh right! Oh, yeah. gotcha! So yeah, like yeah, his own yeah. team of superhumans yeah. in one way or the other. You know, I think they'll be all involved in that. Uh, and I think that the power broker is going to be revealed to be Sharon Carter. I think that's she, interesting. I think she's a power broker, and I didn't think about that. My, that's a good call. My my double my my um, I, I'm doubling down on this. Sharon Carter is the power broker, and the reason why. No one's known that she's a power broker is because she is actually a scroll. So she can shape shift between. You the think power... they're going to give us all that though? I think so. I think by the last wow. episode, we're going to have we're going to have uh, two uh, two post credit scenes, and the first post credit scene is you're going to find out that she's a power broker, and then the second post credit scene is when she goes to address the people. At, like they're going to try to stop her. She's going to get away because she's a spy. So she'll get away, mm-hmm. but they'll stop her infrastructure. They'll stop her organization. She'll go. She'll have to. She'll have to go. Uh, you know, uh, uh, in in the wind. In in, in you know. So she, she has to abandon everything to restart again. But the way that she's able to escape is that she's going to shape shift from uh, Sharon Carter to what the power broker looks like to everybody else, and that's going to be the reveal that she is actually a scroll. That's but, interesting because that would explain why she's so different, and uh, maybe he has. Sharon Carter or the scroll, you know, he or she has Sharon Carter trapped away somewhere and they, she got kidnapped after Civil War and they took over her identity and used the fact that the government was after her to start breaking bad in this way. And the reason why no one's still holding her, uh, you know, accountable is like, oh, you know, she's had to change who she is because she's living this life. It's just that they don't know how she really is. They're just using her credentials to explain why she's in this world now. So I think they're going to reveal that she's a scroll and that she is a power. She is a power broker. Um, I could be both wrong. One of them might be right. Both of them might be right. If I get both right, then I, I then you know for uh, for like at least three episodes, you're going to have to uh, exalt me as the all powerful and mighty the silver. That's why I, I want. Well, if history says that, no, this is probably going to happen. It's going to be something. Oh yeah, completely different from what we know. It's good. It's, 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 we're gonna get white vision in here. Yeah, uh, when, 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 it, when it's all over, it is gonna be some sort of weird Ku Klux Klan Black Panther, and it's like, oh, this feels uncomfortable. I don't like any of this. Uh, yeah, then, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, he has Zemo at a high school, at elementary school, getting away Turkish delight. Yeah, uh, it's, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. Uh, none, none of us gonna feel comfortable. It's gonna make you feel really dirty. Mar- Marvel's version of Marvel's version of Kevin Spacey, maybe. Oh, got so, um, all of us bad. All, all of us bad. All this. Uh, I'm gonna cancel my subscription. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> and on that note, uh, but I, I know it's not. But I, uh, I'm hoping, like, we'll, we'll see. And I, I think that, uh, I, if anything, I feel like this series is going to teach us the realities of speculation versus uh, versus reality. Like, uh, right. you, you, me, came into this series very much on the same page. Like, this is a Miami Vice A Team Lethal Weapon kind of series. So if we get big action sequences here and there, that's cool, but that's not the norm for those kinds of series. It's right, exactly. Episode three, fighting on the on the docks. That's what the norm of the series should be. 
It should be yeah, it should course. be it should be very much like born identity. That should be the kind of set pieces. Uh you know, Casino yeah. Royale. This is, this is a spy thriller, exactly. if you will, for lack of a better word. That's what that is, and it's great. And I, I, like I, I so as long as we don't get twisted, and then from that point, whenever we watch a new series that they put out there, we'll have a much more uh reassuring understanding of like what to expect from the series so we don't get into the over hype of Wanda and we get to more of a matter of factness of what a Falcon Winter Soldier is. And so when we get something like Loki, and you know, we'll see if our speculation is correct that, you know, Loki is what everyone thought uh, WandaVision was going to be. We'll get a much better series out of it together. I think that'd be a, a good way to see it. So well, I, I wanted to talk about this because I feel some Marvel fans are getting disappointed with what they expected a TV series to be like versus what we kind of like common sense saw it. And only because you know so much about movies and TV, you can kind of see where, you know, depending on what your budget is and what you have to do for a number of episodes, there's only so much you can do. So, of course, yeah. you know, we, yeah. I, I think I, I kind of putting out there, like, it's not, these are never meant to be movies, but they're fun in between stories. So they may set the seeds exactly. for the movie, but don't expect a movie blowout every episode and if we get if we get half percent blowout by the last episode that's where we should be landing okay you know right people need to again curb the expectation i mean you watch it again you're right this is not a way it's a tv show it's structured differently yeah. it just is I, this is an end game for six straight episodes this is not gonna exactly. happen exactly right I, I, you're not getting that it's not, it's not feasible i just got my stimulus check it wasn't as much as I wanted, but it's more than I sh- than, than I expected. <laughs> so that's how I feel with Marvel, Mar- uh, uh, with Marvel Plus Disney, Disney Plus shows are. They're not what I wanted, but they're more than I expected, and that's a good place to be. And I think that's there the way go. to kind of give together. But guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode's uh, this week's episode of Nerd Explaining uh, Podcast. Once again, uh, feel free to hit us up on uh, Twitter or on Instagram. On Instagram, we're at Nerd Explaining Pod. On Twitter, we're Nerd Explaining Underscore. Uh, hit us up with questions, things you liked about the episodes, things you want us. To talk about we're all there for you uh jose why don't you tell the nice people where they can hear you as well and catch me on the other podcast the real mentors podcast r-e-l-l we talk some nerd stuff primarily focusing on tv and of course you can listen to uh me on uh i have a pandora channel eric silva you have my album out adorably offensive also on ericthesilva.com uh you can get that album or you can check out these episodes as well uh you can uh we are also uh, nurse plane is now available on pandora so don't forget to check about that we're still expanding to other uh, pa- uh podcasting sites as well so uh the more we get out there we'll let you know where you can be available as well we can this is you can this is on spotify and uh, uh google play uh, and apple play so uh keep on uh, listening give us reviews uh five-star reviews are very helpful um we're going to be expanding to other platforms as well that we can't talk about but me and jose are already on the works and developing that as well so be the more information we get the more we'll share for you as well but uh we have a lot of fun stuff com- coming up guys a lot of fun guests coming up and uh you know uh we're every week as much as there's nerd stuff to talk about we're going to be here to explain it so once again guys thank you for listening to nerd explaining podcast and if you don't know now you know peace Peace.